0: Here's Elliott, side by side, down the backstretch. Castine in and turn one, drives it
1: in deep to the Problems the along stretch. the front stretch. Kyle Larson gets sideways.
0: He's young. He's informed. He's J.C. Fickenshire. And it's time now to
1: raise the door on J.C.'s Garage. Hi, welcome to J.C.'s Garage. I'm J.C. Fickenshire, joined by David Stiles. Martin Truex Jr. snaps a 54-race losing streak and finally gets... His first win of 2023 and his first win in the next-gen car. Uh, so a little bit of momentum for Trux a couple weeks ago. Um, had a little issues with his crew chief at Richmond. But ever since then, he's kind of made his way back up. A couple top ten finishes in a row. Um, some some nice finishes for Truix and finally gets a win. So he's uh, locked into the playoffs for 2023 and is uh, what I think we expect to be his last year but a very good win for martin Truix and david uh you were at dover uh producing the pr run um show so i, I want to get your take on the race from being there
0: yeah first of all first time i've been to dover motor speedway and i absolutely loved it i think the the track is a really good racing surface i know that it's a mile and a lot of people will say that that's kind of in that intermediate area but it really runs like a short track it's about 22 second laps so they click them off pretty quickly, and for me, it, it was a great weekend. It was a lot of fun on Monday producing our broadcast, and I and I had a great time. And we had a pretty darn good race for a rainout race that you know ended up on Monday. And the crowd was there; they were really behind it, even for a rainout. So I think they said that they stopped counting tickets at about eighteen thousand people. So a good number of people there for a rainout race, and. Good on Martin Truex Jr., 597 days since he had been in victory lane. And he finally gets his first win in three years. I think the last time he won was on 9-11 of 2021. So it, it's been a long time since he's been in victory lane. And then when he did his post-race burnout, he did a Polish victory lap. Then he came back to the start-finish line, spun around a few times, and then burned the tires off of the back of the car. They had to come and jack the car up on the start-finish line and put more <laughs> tires on it. So I, I think it's safe to say he was pretty excited to get back to victory lane and. And like you said, he's in the playoffs. He's no longer on the outside looking in like he was last year. So let's see if he can go on a little bit of a run. I know that um, this is the first one, if you listen to last week's episode, I picked True X to win, and I think this is the first time that either of us has picked the winner. I know you've been really close a couple of times, but uh, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for picking the winner for the first time.
1: Yeah, I, and we went one too, so I think I had uh, Ross Chastain – so he picked the one and two finishers. Uh, that's the closest we've gotten uh, as a group. But for Martin Truex, I think, I mean, looking at the last couple races, I, I'd kind of scratch off Talladega. It's, it's kind of a shootout on whether you survive the race or not. But you go back to uh, Bristol Dirt. He finished seventh. Richmond was his race. He finished 11th. But he was um, questioning his crew chief on on why he didn't tell him that they had scuffed tires on. But after that incident... Uh, Bristol Dirt Race, seventh finish, third at uh, Martinsville, went to Talladega, finished 27th, but but that's Talladega. You can't really control what happens there. And then gets his first win uh, of 2023 and in 54 races at Dover. So both the Truex brothers won this weekend. Um, uh, Ryan Truex ran the Xfinity race for Joe Gibbs Racing, and he won his first career Xfinity race. So a pretty good uh, weekend for the Truex brothers at one of their home tracks, if I'd say, this is their their closest to home track that they have so uh the tricks brothers have to be pretty proud of uh this weekend
0: yeah and what so about this whole deal ryan has been trying to win a race for almost nine years and he's running a limited series with jgr i think he only has six races with his current deal and i think he only has a couple left on the docket so for him, limited opportunity in that car, and he made it pay off. He got out to the front and, and really was just the show of the field all day long and was able to stay up front and get his first victory. And what was really funny is that Martin was in victory lane or at the start-finish line when he won and did his burnout and got out of the car, and he jokingly said, hey, do I need to show you the way to victory lane? <laughs> Which was I thought was pretty funny. But I'm um, really happy for Ryan Truex, and it's just it, – It's just a feel-good story. You like it when you see a first guy get their first-ever career win in in whatever series, and it was a really feel-good moment for the weekend. And then to have Martin do that on Monday was really special too. So I don't don't think we've seen that in a long time. I was hearing someone give a stat the other day about when brothers had won on Saturday and Sunday. So the last time that happened was in the early 2000s where we had brothers win – on you know saturday and sunday and in this case ryan wins on saturday and martin wins on monday so very rare occurrence here for nascar and it was just a really feel good moment of the weekend so i thoroughly enjoyed it and i i think you're right i think this has to be their favorite track
1: yeah as as a family it definitely does and adding to ryan tricks scenario right now at at age 31 gets his first uh, xfinity series win this is going to completely change his career. The way he dominated that Xfinity race, um, he basically shows that he can he can compete in the Xfinity level and and he, he can compete with a with a high level uh, car against high level drivers. And so, if you look at Joe Gibbs Racing right now, which is where he's doing his his uh, part time season at, they have John Hunter Nemechek and and I'd say he's their top driver out of out of the. Joe Gibbs drivers, but I think John Hunter Nemechek's going to be moving up this year. After uh, expecting Martin Truex to retire, I think that's that's the expectation. If Martin Truex retires, I I see uh I see Joe or John Hunter Nemechek um moving up and and going into the Cup series, and that kind of leaves a spot open for Ryan Truex. So this can completely change Ryan Truex's career and give him a full time shot to compete for a championship and um really showed what he could do on saturday um but adding on to the weekend on sunday be a little bit more to to talk about with ross Chastain. now this is a is an interesting scenario because the what happened the lap car uh came down in front of him and I don't know. I wouldn't really say all of Chastain. This is all Chastain's fault. I think uh, when you're a lap car coming in front of a, a a car running in the top five, um, going very fast, and you break in front of them, I think this is what I think the scenario is. I think the lap car hit the brakes in front of uh, um, Ross Chastain trying to get out of the way uh, of Kyle Larson who was on the high side, but ended up getting right in the way of Ross Chastain and Ross Chastain going very fast uh compared to the lap car just i don't know if it was not enough to time to break or didn't really want to break but he he hit um he, he did hit uh brendan Poole who was a lap car and that caused brendan Poole to wreck and kyle larson ended up getting damaged which ended his day but uh, the the part of this one is a lot of people are blaming chastain on this i'm not sure i think it's part his fault. He, he could have slowed up, but if you're a lap car and and you got two leaders racing each other, uh, it doesn't really matter if you're, if you're racing another car, you kind of have to give way for, for both of those drivers. They're, they're going faster than you. You're, you're going to hold one of them up Dover's. You got two lines that Dover that were working really all day. But if you go all the way down to the bottom and, and block another one, it's, you can't expect to to come out of it very clean, but I want to get your take on it, David. It's just kind of a touchy subject.
0: Yes. And I know a lot of people are really, you know, it's, it's easy for them because Chastain has done multiple things already. And it's just easy to point the finger and say, this dude's aggressive. He's wrecking other people on purpose and he's just taking them out. And the emotions that are behind this for Brennan pool is they're running a very limited schedule. They have not been on the track for a couple of weeks. This is their first week back. They had sponsorship. They were in the race. They were running okay, but they were you know, lap car. They were down a lap or more. And they came out of turns one and two, and they just slowed up right in front of a couple of leaders. I mean, Chastain and Christian were racing one another within the top five. And when he slowed up in front of Chastain, he couldn't really move out of that lane. There was another car to his right or the outside, and there was nowhere for him to go. And so he didn't really run him over. It's not like he completely punted him out of the way. He just nudged him a little bit in the rear end, and it got him loose, and he spun down the track and then came back up, and Kyle Larson was trying to get out of the way and ended up colliding with Brendan Poole. And that caused significant damage to the five machine for Kyle Larson, and they ended up you know, taking pretty much the whole left front fender off of that car, bondoing the hood together and they completed the race, but there were a number of laps down and it really paid dividends later in the race because after a late, uh, caution for Joey Logano blowing a right front tire, which was an issue for that team all day, we mm-hmm. restarted and Chastain elected to take four tires. Truex took two tires And there was a moment in that race earlier where I thought that Chastain may be able to pass Truex, but Martin did a really good job of mirror driving Chastain. And for a couple of laps there, they were nose to tail and Chastain just could not get by him. Martin made that car three lanes wide. And that was just all there was to it. Martin was like, you're going to have to do a lot better. And I don't think Ross was in a position to bump him out of the way to win the race. At that point, there was still a number of laps left. So so after the, Ray for Logano, where his car actually caught on fire, they actually restart. And Chastain is maybe in the third or fourth row. I can't really remember. He's still in the top 10, but he he had taken four tires. He drove through the front of the field and got back up uh, to second or third. And they started lapping other cars because Kyle Larson's machine was, you know, damaged, but he's still out there trying to, you know, limp it across the finish line to get the points and larson just pulls up in front of chastain will not let him by and that increased martin truex's lead to a second or more and that was pretty much the race at that point so martin was able to come in and score a victory and chastain really couldn't use those four tires at the end of it to the effect of uh, getting the win so that wreck negatively impacted Chastain in that race because Larson held him up for a considerable amount of time and allowed Truex to get to a pretty big lead. So I think that's kind of fair. I mean, yeah, in the moment Kyle Larson, he's, he's mad. Like let him do that. Chastain didn't end up wrecking Larson. He, you know, Larson pulled kind of a quasi Denny Hamlin move from a year or so ago. And It affected Chastain's day, even though he did finish second. He still gets a lot of points. And I think he's still in the top one or two in points overall. Still first two points. Yeah. And we, but we saw that negatively affect him in that race. And so at the end of the day, I don't think that Ross intentionally wrecked Brennan Poole. I think Brennan Poole got put in a very bad situation in a much slower race car. And Chastain did not want to break as hard as he needed to and just nudged him a little bit and it got him loose and he spun up the track. But I get why Kyle Larson got mad and I understand why why he you know, limited Chastain from gaining position and having a uh, chance to win that race. So I think that it policed itself correctly within the race, but I don't understand why everyone is still just so mad and looking for the scapegoat to look at Ross and say that he's too aggressive and he doesn't care about anybody else. I mean, it's not his job to go out there and take care of those lap cars. Like if, if you're in the way you need to move. And so I I fully trust Ross and his abilities. And we have to remember that he has raced in a lot worse equipment. And this is the first time that he's been in genuinely good equipment. And so we're seeing him learn on the fly. And I don't think this particular instance that he's fully in the wrong. So I, I'm getting a little tired of the conversation where people are like, well, he's just too aggressive and he's a dirty driver and we don't need, you know, that kind of racing. No, I like it. I want someone to be aggressive. I, I want someone to take control of the situation and be like, look, if you're not going to get out of the way, I'm going to move you and you're going to get out of the way. So, um, for me, I, I, I really don't think he did anything that wrong and it, it pleased itself at the end of that race.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much the best way you can explain it. And you can tell Ross Chastain has been less aggressive than he was last year. Even in this race, towards the end of it, um, on the final restart, um, Ross Chastain was a couple rows back, but made his way to third position. And um Chastain had a shot to stick his nose and make it three wide. He kind of backed out of it. Uh, it would have been a sketchy situation because Martin Truex coming off the corner on the high side, he probably would have lost control and ended up wrecking all three of them. So he Chastain, we've seen instances where Ross Justine has backed out of situations that last year he probably wouldn't have backed out of. Um, and still after the incident um, that he had with Brendan Poole, he ran a pretty flawless race. I'd say in between whether he had the first or, or second fastest car this race, uh, one stage two, top five in stage one, finishes second, great points day for Ross Chastain. And you can see he doesn't have a win yet, but racking up the points to be first in points right now, just having a very consistent season. That's what we saw from him last year. Still waiting for him to book his first win, but it's not far away. I mean, you can tell by the way he's racing; he's so consistently in the top five. He just gets put in these situations. It's kind of, kind of iffy now. You can you can just point your finger at Ross Chastain if anything happens around him, which is is unfortunate for him right now, but. It, i think middle of the season towards the end of the year if he keeps racing the way he is i think it'll clean up a lot around his name and and he'll gain a lot more respect from the other drivers in the garage
0: yeah i agree and and for me i guess on the on the end of this before we start talking about kansas there's really only two other things that i kind of want to mention this date has been rained out at dover three out of the last five years and this area is just really prevalent to rain. And I know that we had a really good crowd on Monday and we had a pretty dang good race on Monday too. But I think the only way that we can improve it is if we move this date back to kind of where it originally was. I think if we move it to after the 600 or maybe early June, I think it, it would be better. And this is to me, some of the best racing that we get year in and year out. I mean, both of the races here, the past two years have been really good Mm -hmm. and you know, kind of piggybacking off of that, Chase Elliott won this race last year and kind of started his summer where he got really, really hot. For me, he kind of dropped the ball a little bit. I mean, this was his weekend to come back out after getting back in the car for a couple of weeks after his uh, leg injury and really seeing what he has. And it didn't really materialize for him. I mean, they didn't really finish well, and and all day, you know, Hendrick was not in the mix very much at all. I mean, William Byron there at the end finished fourth, but I mean, Chase Elliott just outside the uh, top 10 finished 11th, and Josh Berry came in 10th. So, I mean, Hendrick has been very dominant lately, but I think this was a really big missed opportunity for Chase Elliott. He's usually really, really good here. And then the next biggest story, I guess, as we get ready to move into Kansas is in that 2024 legacy motor club Mm -hmm. will be a toyota team which is huge news i wanted to get your opinion on that before we dive into kansas
1: well from from what we've seen so far this year i thought legacy motor club um would have been more competitive than they are still early in the season but being a chevy team right now has seemed to be kind of the leading pack and and over the last two years with the next-gen car, even though Ford won the championship last year and Joey Logano won the championship last year, I still think it, it went Chevy-Toyota-Ford. That's just my opinion. I think results show the same kind of thing. The Chevys have been just very good at all tracks. The Toyotas have been very good at most tracks, missing a couple. But the Fords have been very hit or miss. You you even see it here Ryan Blaney in third. But you go down to the other two Penske cars and Joey Logano obviously wrecked out and Cindrick's in tw- twenty six. And I think we we can say Ford um, Penske is the best Ford team. Stuart Haas has been they've been great at times, but compared to to Penske, ever since Harvick uh, his last time when he was in a Chevy and won the championship, I think that was the last time Stuart Haas was really Top of the top, they're they're still competitive, but I I think Ford's just been a little bit behind. um But the reason for me that I think Toyota is is behind Chevy is because their numbers. They don't have a lot of numbers. They have the two twenty three X I cars and and four Joe Gibbs cars, and that's it. So six cars in total. When the the rest are pretty much, I think there's like twenty Chevys and or around that, maybe a little less eighteen, I think around that area and and just a little bit less Fords but Toyota's doesn't have the strength in numbers but if they gain two more cars um for for the entire season and then Jimmy Johnson if he runs a couple part-time races I think it it'll really help the Toyotas on super speedways um it'll really help Toyota in general just their their program mm, easier for for the Toyota Xfinity and truck teams to feed drivers up so I think this is really good for both Toyota and Legacy Motor Club. I, I'm going to be interested to see how they finish, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be exciting to see um, just a couple a year away, I guess.
0: Yeah, and well, Eric Jones has been in a Toyota before. Remember, he was a JGR Mm -hmm. driver there for a little while. But the Chevy and the Ford numbers are about even. You've got about 15 to 16 apiece, and then Mm -hmm. you've got these six Toyotas. And I think this is kind of a good segue as we move into Kansas, because this race last year had Mm -hmm. all six of the Toyotas in the top ten. Kurt Busch won the race, but Kurt came in first, Kyle came in third, then Denny Hamlin in fourth, Christopher Bell in fifth, Truex in sixth, and then Bubba Wallace in tenth. So this has been a good track for the Toyotas historically the past couple of years. And if I'm looking at this race, I'm looking at 2311 being very good. They won both of these races last year. I -hmm. think they may have the data. I don't know if it'll be Reddick or Bubba Wallace, but, um they need a win. I mean, that team needs a win and Bubba Wallace needs to have a good run. And so this is kind of where it really started to, you know, move forward for twenty three eleven last year at this racetrack. And so that I I feel like they can do that again. I mean, I don't know Kansas though, is it's a very good race. Usually it's a mile and a half, but the speeds are super fast. I think the, Mm -hmm. you know, the average speed is around 180. So it, it, it's a good race, and and I like it. And you can run multiple grooves there, and we've seen a lot of high drama at this racetrack before. So, what are you looking forward to uh, this Sunday as we go into Kansas?
1: I I really like this track. This is one of my favorite ones to watch on uh TV. Uh, I I just love the multi groove racing, high speeds, and I really like twenty three eleven this race. I don't know if it's going to be Bubba or or Ty, uh Hi. I'm sorry. Bubba or Tyler Reddick. Um I I just think Tyler Reddick's style of racing, I think this is his track. I really feel like this he can hone it in here and and seeing what 2311 brought last year to this track, I think he can be really good. And obviously Bubba Wallace won the fall race here last year. So the Toyotas will will probably be very strong. The Chevys will probably be very strong. The Fords, they might be a little bit behind, but I think this is an opportunity they can catch up again. Um, this, um, The intermediate mile and a half tracks, I think, are the best shot Ford has to be even with, with the other manufacturers. Um, but this race should be a very good race. Um, again, Ty Gibbs, I want to mention his name because the last couple finishes he's had, he's moved his way up. I feel like he's getting very comfortable with the car. I think he uh, he could be due for a race win here. Um, just by the way he's racing, he's racing like a veteran. Uh, smart moves, just being being very careful um, on where he puts the car, but he's been very, very solid. And being in a Toyota, a, a car that finished in the top 10 here last year, he, he should be very solid here, but uh, this is just, I I like I'm going to look forward to this race because a lot of a lot of different things can happen we we obviously expect Toyota to be good and 2311 to be good just based off what we saw last year but this could be a a, another race where we have a sneaky winner it it really takes a fast car so if you can bring a car that's that's fast through the air I mean you're going to be be up there you have to have a little bit of handling but this this track really you really need a fast trimmed out car and and that's what Toyota hit on last year is their their trimmed out cars were faster than the Chevys and that's that's where they gained their advantage I think this track in Michigan uh, Michigan half a mile longer than Kansas but still kind of the same style multi groove tracks very fast uh, out of the mile and a halves. I think those two play together. Like I think Toyota's going to be very solid. Chevy's always going to be good. You can't expect the Chevys to do bad. Ross Chastain, he should be pretty good here. Kyle Larson should be good here. Um, It's just going to be a good overall race, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. There's two that I'm really looking at, uh, actually three different cars that I I like for this weekend. And I, and this guy, I don't really see him winning the race, but I think he's going to have another good run. He finished eighth here last uh, May and that's Ricky Stenhouse jr. He's, he's got seven, Mm -hmm. I think top 15s he's finished fourth, eighth and 15th and 15th in the last four races. He's been consistently good this year. And I think he actually is. He's got a pretty good standing right now in the points. Had it pulled up a second ago. Let me get back to it. Um, He's He's been Fourteenth. very, very consistent. Yeah, 14th in points, which is very good for a single car mm-hmm. team. So I'm looking at him. He's probably going to have another good run. He he does really well at these high-speed tracks. And I'm kind of like you. Hendrick Motorsports has had the most speed all season long. So I think William Byron and uh, Chase Elliott will probably be the ones to watch. I know the pressure is building mm-hmm. for Chase. They've got to win a race. I mean, yeah. there's no way that he's inside the 30 in points, but – he's, he's down a number yeah, of races. And he's, yeah. There's no way that he's going to catch back up to 16th, uh, just by pointing his way in. And I think we're going to be pretty close to 16 winners, uh, with, you know, a couple of more, you know, non winners getting some, some race wins here soon. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking at him. The pressure's building for the former champion. And I, I think he needs to, um, he needs to get a win here in the summer as we head into this long stretch of you know, different races because we're going to go Kansas and then Darlington and then we'll have the break for North Wilkesboro and then we'll do the Coca-Cola 600 at the end of May. So he's he usually gets hot at this time of season. So I'm, I'm looking at Chase Elliott to have a pretty good run, but I, I'm like you. The Toyotas have been historically good here at Kansas. And so I think you know it's it's strange. The last two races have been won by the same car, but different driver. As Kurt Busch won in the forty-five, and then Bubba Wallace switched into that machine and won in the fall in the forty-five. So I think twenty-three eleven, like I said earlier, they probably have a little bit of an edge, and um, you know Tyler Reddick or Bubba Wallace may just come out here and and you know pistol whip the field for lack of a better term. But uh, mm-hmm. for me, it. I kind of agree. I think the Toyotas will be good, but I don't know if they can beat out what Chevy has done so far this year.
1: Yeah, and and adding to Chase Elliott, uh, the next four, uh, if he wins, so I'm excluding the All-Star Race because the All-Star Race, if you win it, you don't get punched into the playoffs. It's just for the million dollars, which is a a good prize to win. But for Chase Elliott, he he needs a points win. Uh, So Kansas, I think, out of the next four races is – his best shot because asking for a win out of Darlington is not easy. Uh, the Coke 600 is the longest race we have. It's it's very difficult. And then we go to Gateway, which is a track that we don't know much about, other than the race we had last year. So uh, Chase Elliott can be good at these tracks, but asking a lot out of a driver who's been out of the car for a while on we're having I'd say two back to back points paying races that are the two back-to-back hardest races we have in the series which is a coke 600 and darlington um so I, I don't know chase elliott he has a lot of time to get a win but not infinite time he's he's definitely i think he circles one of the road courses um the street course at chicago could be good for him but again we don't know anything about that track really yet um and then you you got the two late road courses with walkins Glen and um indianapolis road course which he's been very good at Watkins glenn Glen in his career but hasn't finished very well in um indianapolis as as well as you would expect chase elliott to do on a road course and and then obviously we still don't know anything about chicago how that's gonna play out so chase elliott's shot is is getting a little slimmer but he still has time to get a win he's in a Hendrick car. He's going to be fast. They're going to be pretty much competitive wherever they go. So don't, don't put it out of the way yet. Chase Elliott's, he's not out of it yet. I think he's going to get a win. It's, it's hard to say he's not going to get a win. Um, But the, Kansas could be one that he does. I think Kansas is a track that, uh, that suits Hendrick very well, fast cars and, and what they've done the past couple months has been very good. So Chase Elliott getting a win here would be big for him and it's very possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's only got 15 races left. And every time we click off another one of these races and he doesn't have a win, it's going to be like a pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. It's going to get a little bit more intense. And so I think he would rather knock it out earlier rather than later so that he knows that he's at least locked into the playoffs for the moment. But, um, I mean, it, it's just going to be uh, hard. The The longer he yeah. goes without getting a win, that pressure is going to build. And so I'm kind of like you. He's not out of time yet. I don't think they should be hitting the panic button, but it's got to be on the front of his mind like, hey, I, I need to get a win. So what are you thinking mm-hmm. for this weekend? Are you going to pick a Toyota driver? Are you going to pick a Chevy driver? Or is Brad Keslowski <laughs>
1: going to win the <laughs> race with <or> the Ford? <laughs> ah, this one's this one's a fun one to pick because there's a lot of drivers you can pick. Like I could say Ross Chastain and have confidence with him finishing very well. But based on on our pick predictions over the years, we finally I think this is because I I think I picked my first winner a couple weeks ago. I don't even remember what it was, but you definitely picked Trix last week and I picked Russia stain last week. So we're heating up a little bit, David, we're getting a little bit better at, at this. So hopefully we can keep it going, but I think it's hard not to pick a Toyota. And I think Tyler Reddick's the guy. I, I just like his style racing. I think this track, uh, over the years has, has fit Kyle Larson and he's a dirt driver, and I think Tyler Reddick's going to fit right into that. I I think based on what the Toyotas did last year, um, he's going to be in a fast car, Um, being in the car that the 45 car won both of the races, so he's in that car. If they give him the same thing, I think Tyler Reddick's the one that's going to take it to victory lane. I like that pick, but
0: me, I'm going to double down on the guy that I said would have a breakout season at the beginning of 2023. That's William Byron. They've been consistently good all year long. I think that number 24, RaptorTough.com Chevy, is going to go back to victory lane. I think he'll be the first one to get three wins this season.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great pick. It's hard not to pick William Byron based on what he's done the last couple weeks. But, yeah, tune in to Kansas this weekend. Thanks, David, for joining me. I'm JC Fickenshire, and thanks for stopping by The Garage.